Good morning, Antioch family. Hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday morning together as we gather in house churches around the city. And yeah, I've, I've got to be completely honest, guys. Um, this is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Wherever you're tuning in from right now, from, from, from some couch or, or somebody's living room, um, guys, it's so fun that we get to be the church in these times. And uh, as we were talking and praying about this Sunday, you know, it's first... The feeling was like, are we really gonna, are we really gonna cancel church? Isn't that like, isn't that walking in fear? And and then the more we thought about it, we realized you can't cancel the church. You can't cancel the church. We just are gonna meet somewhere else. We're just gonna do it a different way. And for a couple thousand years, y'all, the enemy, he's been trying to snuff out the people of God. And and every time he does, um, man, it just throws. It just throws gas on the fire. So guys, from our leadership team to your living room, we just wanna say that we are moving forward in faith. Uh, we don't know what it's gonna look like week to week as obviously there is a lot of fear and a lot of panic going around with the coronavirus. But guys, we're walking forth in faith. We know that whatever the enemy intends for evil, our God works for good. So man, we're excited and we trust you're having an amazing Sunday morning in the presence of God uh, with your life groups. And um, just want to send some warm greetings from uh, Tyler and Ashley and the college ministry. They were up in Fayetteville all week this past week. Just incredible time with our college students, just living on mission and amazing stories. More of that to come later. But I um, want to just send warm wishes to them. They're, uh, they are excited to be back in College Station and just was, was an amazing week. But before I, uh, before I pray, um, just want to say thanks to you life group leaders. Go ahead there in your living room. Just give a hand to whoever's hosting you this morning. Thank you guys for, for being um, leaders and pastors in this church. Uh, we honor you and uh, we're just grateful, y'all, and hope that y'all are really enjoying um, a special morning together wherever you are. So, hey, let's pray, and then we're going to dive into the Word of God. It's going to be it's gonna be a good time, you guys. So, Jesus, we love you, and we magnify your name. We just give you God, the rightful place that you deserve upon our hearts, upon our praise right now. We just thank you for loving us. We thank you, Jesus, that you loved us to the point where you, you literally gave yourself up for us. And You've redeemed us. You've called us into your kingdom and into your family. And we, we love you. We honor you. God, we thank you and, and bless you as the Prince of Peace this morning. And we say that you're the Lord of heaven and you're the Lord of the earth. And we just say, let your kingdom come in these days. Let the church uh, just flourish in these days um, through the power of your Holy Spirit. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everybody seated on every couch in every living room said, Amen. That's right. So I was telling Josh, our amazing video guy, that the hardest thing about preaching this message this morning, number one is going to be me trying to stand still at this podium here for the next 30 minutes. The second hardest thing is not being able to hear you guys say, Amen. You'll preach it. So we're going um, to have a great time this morning. So the, the, the title of this sermon is called, unshaken, unshaken. And guys, we really just want to fix our eyes on Jesus. And, you know, in, in Hebrews 12, 28, uh, there's a verse that's just beautiful. It says, let us be grateful 
for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. Y'all, we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken because we have a king who cannot be shaken. Amen. We have a good king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, who cannot be shaken. And so during this time where there's just a lot of panic and a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty in our world, we just want to fix our eyes on Jesus. We want to fix our eyes on King Jesus and we want to be the people of God. So this morning, we're going to look at Jesus. We're going to look at three aspects of King Jesus, this unshaken nature of who he is. And, and we're going to see how when we see Jesus as, as who he is, it allows us to be unshaken as the people of God as well. We have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So I want you all to flip first to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Um, beautiful, prophetic, Old Testament passage about 800 years before Jesus even walked the planet um, talking about his birth. Usually you hear this verse around Christmas time. Um, here we are. It's, uh, it's March and uh, he's still the child that was born, the son that was given. Here we are in verse 6 of Isaiah 9. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Man, what a way to start off a prayer. What a way to start off worship, just saying, God, this is who you are. You are the Wonderful Counselor. You're the Mighty God. You're, the Everla you're my Everlasting Father, and you are the Prince of Peace. Guys, the kingdom we have received, the kingdom we have been welcomed into is an unshaken kingdom because we have an unshaken king and his name is the Prince of Peace. We want to dial in to this title, this title that is put upon the Lord of heaven and the Lord of earth. He's the Prince. Prince is a royal title. It's a title of authority. You actually have to have authority to bring peace. So it's such a beautifully fitting title that he's the Prince of Peace. You actually have to have power and authority in many instances to subdue enemies, to subdue the chaos and to institute peace. This is why Jesus is the Prince of Peace because he has all authority. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And the first thing we want to do this morning in these days is just fix our eyes on the authority of Jesus as our Prince and as our King. And you know what's amazing? Because He's the Prince of Peace, we can walk in peace. Because He has authority over heaven and over the earth, we can walk in peace. And Colossians 2, actually, verse uh, Colossians 3, sorry, 12 through 15, shows us that one of the reasons why he has all this authority is because he actually came to the earth. This is so beautiful. He came to the earth. I was wrong. It is Colossians 2, forgive me, Colossians 2, 13 uh, through 15. Jesus came to the earth and he 
overcame the authority that was ruling over the earth, that, that was the prince of the power of the air, the scripture says. He overcame the enemy. And in Colossians 2, we see this. It's beautiful that it says that um, God has made us alive with Jesus. He's forgiven us our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with all the legal demands of our debts, he set aside when he nailed it to the cross. And when Jesus was nailed to the cross, taking all of our debts and the debts of humanity that had been following after the false authority of Satan, he took all of that debt upon himself. And it says that in doing so, this is beautiful, verse 15, he disarmed the rulers and authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Jesus. The reason why Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the reason why Jesus has authority, not just over the heavens, but of the earth, is because when he hung on that cross, he disarmed every legal, legal claim that Satan, the false authority of the earth, had against the children of God. He disarmed him when he triumphed over him. He is the Prince of Peace. So we can walk in peace as the people of God. And so guys, for us in these days, we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus and we've got to walk in peace. So just two practicals of how we do that. Number one, we speak peace. Guys, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. And there's a lot of panic and a lot of hysteria and a lot of people that don't know God. And some people that do, knew, do know God that are not speaking peace. They're being shaken. But we have a king who's unshaken. We've received a kingdom that is unshaken. But we've got to stay rooted in that by being a people that speak peace. There's death and life in the power of the tongue. Don't get caught up in all the hysteria and caught up in all the, the spreading the bad news, y'all. Speak peace. Speak faith. Speak life. There's life in our words. There's life in our words. And secondly, guys, speak His authority. The Prince of Peace has disarmed the enemy, guys. He's triumphed over them. Speak that authority out. Speak it out over your home. Speak it out over your business. Speak it out over your family. There's power in the authority, power in the name of Jesus. He has the name that is above every names. Guys, he's the Prince of Peace. Amen. So Lord, right now, we even just pray that you would release your peace into our hearts and into our minds, into our city, into our nation, into all the nations of the earth. Jesus, that you would be magnified in these days as the Prince of Peace. He's unshaken. He's unshaken. And we have been invited into a kingdom, a kingdom to be a kingdom of priests that are unshaken as we fix our eyes on Jesus. So the second reason that Jesus is unshaken is, we kind of already hit on this, but is that he is the overcomer. He's not just the Prince of Peace, but he has already overcome the world. He's the overcomer. And so we see in John 16, 33, let's, let's flip there for a second. John 16, verse 33, a familiar verse, He's preparing his disciples, honestly, for some pretty tough days ahead as he was about to be handed over to the authorities and about to be crucified and just all the chaos that was about to erupt 
uh, around Jesus and his crucifixion. And, and um, he pulls the disciples aside and, and he says, look, guys, I've, I have, I've, he was talking to them about the Holy Spirit, honestly. He was saying, guys, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to be with you. He's going to give you everything you need. He's going to remind you of everything I've said. He's going to be your helper, your comforter. He's going to be me with you, me inside of you. And he said, I've told you these things that in me you may have peace. I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation but take heart. Come on, somebody in your living room say, take heart. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has the authority as our Prince of Peace to tell us to take heart, to tell us to have peace because he's already overcome the world. Y'all, he's the overcomer. He's the overcomer. And guys, because he disarmed and triumphed over the enemy, in Colossians 3 now, he tells us that we, as the people of God, we can walk in peace. I want you all to flip there with me. Guys, if you haven't noticed, we're just reading the Word of God this morning. It's the sword of the Spirit, guys. It is what empowers us in these days to be rooted in the truth and to walk in the peace of God. Check this out. In Colossians 3, verse Let's say verse 14, he's calling the people of God to put on, uh, to put on humility and patience and forgiveness. And, and then in verse 14, he says, above all these things, put on love. Love binds everything together in harmony. And here it is, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. We have, an, we have a choice. We have a choice to look at Jesus who has overcome the world. He's overcome the tribulation, all the chaos that's swirling around us. He's already overcome it. We have a choice to look at him as our overcomer and to let his peace rule over us. Or we can look at the world around us that feels crazy and sometimes is very crazy and chaotic and we can let that rule over our reality. Jesus was the overcomer, guys, so that we could walk in victory. And this doesn't mean that it's not going to be challenging. This doesn't mean that there's not going to be battles and opposition and tribulation. There very much will be. We see in Ephesians chapter 6, guys, that our battle is not against flesh and blood. This is verse 12 in Ephesians 6. We don't wrestle just against flesh and blood but against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Y'all, we acknowledge that in these days, guys, we have to acknowledge that there's more going on here than meets the eye. There is a spiritual battle that is beyond just flesh and blood. It's beyond just what, what the media is saying or what governments are doing. There are spiritual forces at work in these days. And so should we be afraid? No, absolutely not. We look at Jesus, the overcomer, and we learn how to walk with him in victory. That's why he says, take up the whole armor of God. He says, gird up the lo your loins. Come on, church. Come on, sons and daughters. I need you to get ready. 
This is not a walk through the park. We're going to be in the park one day. It's called eternity and it's going to be beautiful and the war will be completely over and done. But right now, I need you to put on the helmet of salvation. I need you to get your mind right with the truth. That's what I believe the helmet is. It guards your mind. I need you to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I need you to understand the gospel that it is Jesus who makes us righteous, pure and clean. So therefore, we can walk out covered in his righteousness. I need you to take up the shield of faith, church, because the enemy, he's throwing fiery darts in these days. He's throwing darts of fear and chaos and panic and accusation and division and all this stuff. And you get to hold up that shield of faith, which is the victory of Jesus. First John chapter five says the victory that overcomes the world, our faith our faith. We just talked last Sunday, though, that faith isn't something we just conjure up. It's not something that just comes out of thin air. Faith comes from hearing. So, so hear the Word of God. The Word of God is saying, Jesus has already overcome the world, so you can walk in victory. Let the Word of God rise faith in your heart that Jesus is the unshaken King, He's already overcome the world, and so we can lay a hold of His victory. I want to give you just two practicals here on how we actually engage in victory against spiritual forces that are swirling around us in these days and making things chaotic. How do we actually fight? But first, I want to just kind of tell you a little story about our family. Um, man, we, uh, we had a, our fifth child on February 1st. Little Brooks David was born. And um, shared this with a lot of the family already, but um, was a rough month for us as the Pletcher clan, not just welcoming a fifth child into our home, but Arlena, uh, about, about 10 days later, got a staph infection that was just awful, honestly. And she was pretty much bedridden for about 10 days and just in all kinds of agony. And um, thankfully, my mother-in-law, shout out to, to Mary Mealy, just an absolute world changer, served us so much. And Right as we were coming out of the staph infection, Arlena got the flu and she was down in bed for another few days. And, and then it started going around with our kids and fevers and earaches and ear infections. And it was just one thing after another, y'all. And, and sometimes maybe it's just sickness. But with everything that God's been doing in our church community, it just it was very clearly to us there was um, some spiritual stuff going on against our family. Um, and and it was it was battle time for us, honestly. And it was hard. It was not fun. It was not easy. We had a newborn in the house and, and there were some really hard days and really hard nights, y'all. But um, we, we knew in our heart of hearts that regardless of our circumstances, we know who our King is. We know who Jesus is. He's the Prince of Peace and He's the Overcomer. And so we went to war. Even if it in the scene realm, what we could see, y'all, we didn't see any major miracles. The staph infection pretty much just ran its course. We didn't have fevers that magically vanished. And so, man, we trudged through it, y'all, but we were exalting the name of Jesus. We were battling with weapons of warfare. I want to give you a couple weapons of warfare and then, sh and then share a really fun and encouraging kind of end to that story. But the first weapon of our warfare, guys, we've already been in it. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. It's the word of God. So one of my kids would wake up in the middle of the night screaming for some reason, an earache or something going on, and I'd snuggle up to him and I would just quote every 
scripture that could come to my mind over him. I'd say, Hudson, if God is for us, who could be against us? Say it with me. And he'd say in his cute little four-year-old voice, if God is for us, who could be against us? And we just quote scripture. We just quote the word of God until it stopped, until the pain went away or until he fell asleep. And then the next night, some one of my other kids would, would wake up in the middle of the night with something else. Or, or maybe it was one of the days where Alina was just, just totally out of commission. And, and I was, I, we would, the, here's the second, the second weapon. The first one's a word of God. The second weapon is praise. There's this beautiful, uh, beautiful quote um, that me and some of my friends have just been sharing lately that, that the devil's allergic to praise. Praise is the vocal adoration of God. It's when we open our mouths to adore God. And, and so it means we actually have to adore him first. We actually have to lay hold of things that we love about him and then we have to open our mouths. So, so anyway, my, well, I would go into, let's say it was uh, Levi this time and and I say, Levi, we're just going to praise. We're just going to sing. You pick the song, buddy. And, and we just start singing songs and we just lay there and we just praise until whatever was going on stopped. And, and um, it's a weapon of warfare for us to praise Jesus, even when everything around us feels crazy and it's, and it's hard. But we lift up the name of Jesus and we, and we acknowledge him as the Prince of Peace and and it changes the things around us, y'all. So the word of God, praise. And then the third thing, guys, is the name of Jesus, the name above all names, guys. We said earlier uh, in the first point here of the Prince of Peace, uh, to speak peace and to speak the authority of his name. Guys, you have a weapon of warfare in your hand and it's called the name of Jesus. And so we would just, we were singing this song all this, during this whole ordeal, we were singing this song um, uh, called There Is a Name. And um, we would just belt it out loud, you know, um, uh, man, I can't even think about it right now, but, but it says Jesus enthroned upon the praises of our heart. Jesus, you're the king and you're the center of it all. For every eye will see and every knee will bow. There is no name above the name of Jesus. It goes on to say that all sin and sickness bow to the name of Jesus. And we would just declare his name and we'd sing his name. And even when things didn't radically change, something changed in us. And so here's the kind of the bookend to this story here. A week later, um, one of the, our staff wives, um, what, actually it was Garrett Cole, amazing, our, our children's pastor. Um, man, praise God for Garrett Cole, because if you're a Families on Life group, you got some kid volunteers in your house right now hanging out with your kids. So uh, send, send Garrett a little thank you package or something. But uh, right at, literally the week after Arlena got her infection, Garrett's wife, Haley, um, came down with, believe it or not, a staph infection in the same pretty much location that Arlena had. And so because we had been battling, I pulled my boys together and I said, hey, guys, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Haley. She's got an infection just like mommy just had. We're going to pray for her. And so my boys are six, four and four. And, and I'm going to be honest. I mean, I wish I could say different. But most of the time when I ask them to pray, they're like, oh, you, you can do it, dad. You know, and, they, and it's like they, they just are not always quick to jump on it. But after a couple of weeks 
of warfare and us kind of battling together with the word of God and praise in the name of Jesus. Y'all, I'm not joking. They were fighting. Like, I want to pray first. I want to pray first. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Inside, I was like so happy, but I had to kind of like calm the storm. Like, guys, everybody can pray. So we put, pulled out the cell phone and, and we started recording a voice memo and, and Levi went first. And, and guys, one after another, I watched my three sons pray with authority for Haley and for their family. It was amazing. I'm not kidding you. Four and a half years old, Levi's like, Jesus, I thank you for Haley. And I just pray that all that this infection would leave right now in the name of Jesus, that you would heal her. And I'm watching my kids one after another, just like pray in authority and walk in this victorious spirit but it was birthed in the battle, guys. Sometimes the only place for the spirit of victory to rise up within us is when we're in the midst of the battle. Jesus is the overcomer. And so we can walk in victory, guys, but we have to fight. We have to fight the good fight of faith. Um, he's disarmed the authorities, but the war is not quite over. So Let's put on the armor of God. Third and last thing here, guys, about Jesus, our amazing Prince of Peace. He's the overcomer that has already um, overcome the world and asks us to walk in peace. And thirdly, he's the head of the church. He's the head of the church. And we are the body, which means that no matter what happens in these days, no matter where or how we have to gather together, you are not going to destroy the body of Christ. We said earlier, the enemy's been trying to do it for a couple thousand years and governments have risen and fallen and, and epidemics have come and gone and, and all kinds of crazy things have happened across the globe and the church remains because we've received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Because we have a king who cannot be shaken, who's the head of the church. And a couple of scriptures here in Colossians 1, we see Jesus, the image of the invisible God. In, in verse 15, the firstborn of all creation, by him all things were created in heaven and on the earth. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. We have an unshakable king who is the head of our church. And honestly, days like this where we gather together in small groups and we gather in homes and, and we just are reminded that, guys, Jesus is our king. Jesus is our leader. We're not following the name on the side of a building. We're certainly not following any man around here. We're following Jesus. He's the head of the church. And because of that, we can be the body regardless of where or how we have to meet. And so here in Ephesians 1, just kind of a, a final scripture here. He says that when Jesus was resurrected, this is Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. When Jesus was resurrected, God raised him up and seated him at his right hand. Talk about a prince of peace. I mean, he's seated at the right hand of God. 
Talk about an overcomer. He's seated at the right hand of God. But check this out. It gets even better. He's seated at the right hand of God far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Uh, don't you love that? Like in case we missed the first one, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Can we say it any other way? Oh yeah, we can. And above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And the Father put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. Jesus is the head of all things, guys, and he has been lifted up far above every other authority. Everything's been put under his feet, and we are his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, guys, because he's the head, because he's far above, we can actually be the body of Christ that fills all in all. And so, man, honestly, we came into this Sunday excited, you guys. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what we're doing next Sunday. We don't know. But we're excited that the church is being the church. You can't cancel the church. You can't snuff out the church. They're just going to end up somewhere else, and, and they're just going to grow. So, guys, we can be the body of Christ. So a couple of things here as we wrap up together. And, and number one, it's just an invitation um, for, for all of us in the Antioch family guys, to really link arms in these days as the body of Christ, as the body of Christ. It is a time right now to release your bitternesses, to release your, sorry, I think that's not a word, but to release your bitterness. It was worth saying twice to release your offenses, to forgive and reconcile where need be. These are days where, man, we need to unify as the body and link arms like never before, guys. So encourage you, deal with what you've got to deal with. If there's little divisions or, or dissensions or disunity, anything in your heart with any son or daughter of God in this house, let's get unity and be the body in these days. And, and then guys, let's just, let's be praying for one another. Let's be praying for the saints all around the world. And as we respond this morning, uh, that, that's the response. The response is, um, we're going to just spend some time right where you are in your life groups, in the living rooms, and we're just going to pray. We're going to pray for the next 10 minutes or so or however long you guys need to pray. Um, we're going to pray. We actually have some prayer points that are going to be up here on the screen here in a little bit. So you can just kind of let the video keep rolling. The prayer points will come up. There's going to even be some worship music in the background. And But we want to release you guys as we respond to this message to pray, to pray as Ephesians 6 here in this armor of God warfare passage, it literally kind of sums it all up in, it, in verse 18. Um, after we've put on all the armor off, we've taken the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, it says, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, he says, for, for I would say for the leaders that are needing wisdom in these days of how do we steward the people of God, praying for leaders that words may be given to us so we would know how to proceed in the days ahead. So guys, we're going to pray. That's the response this morning is we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. We have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken because we have a king 
who will not be shaken. King Jesus, he's the Prince of Peace. He is the overcomer of all things. He is the head of his church and the gates of hell will not prevail. They will not prevail against our king. They certainly will not prevail against his bride. And so we're going to pray. We're going to pray together. The points will be up here in a minute. But guys, just grab a hand. If whoever's sitting around you, we're just going to kind of close in prayer together. Um, thanks, guys, for, for tuning in. I hope that, um, man, the word of God has just put faith in your heart in these days to walk as people of peace, to walk in victory, knowing the weapons of your warfare, and to walk as the body of Christ. You see, every single one of these pieces, we look at Jesus and it informs how we live. We look at him, we see he's the Prince of Peace, so we know how to walk in peace. We look at him, we see he's the overcomer, so we know how to walk in victory. We look at him, he's the head of the church, so we know how to be the body. And, and that's how we live as the people of God. So grab a hand, put your hand on a shoulder around you, and, and uh, we're just going to pray. King Jesus, we magnify you. We magnify you in these days. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are the one true authority of heaven and of the earth. And so, Lord, we just say, let your kingdom come in these days. Lord, we just say, let your peace rule and reign in our hearts, Lord. Any place in any one of our hearts that there's been fear or agreement with the enemy, we just bind it and reject it. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak peace into our atmosphere around us, our homes, our businesses, our families, God. And we just speak life everywhere we go, Lord. We thank you that you've given weapons of warfare for us, God, to engage with your word and with worship and and with the mighty name of Jesus that's far above every rule, God, we pray that you teach us how to walk in victory in these days. You teach us how to be the body of Christ, Lord. Even the, the people that we're holding hands with right now, even the people that we're sharing in this, this, com, uh, this communion with, we're sharing in this fellowship, Lord, that we'd look around the room and, and maybe take it more serious than ever before that we are the body of Christ. We are the people of God. This is the church. Lord, let a spirit of victory, a spirit of peace, a spirit of unity rise up in our hearts, in our community, in our city in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Yo no. 